0: Taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello there and welcome to episode 247. I hope that you guys have been having a fantastic Christmas so far. However, if you have been struggling with OCD uh, and anxiety over over these holidays, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com and there you can uh, send me a message or you can use my Canonly to to book a, a free session. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the importance of being able to recognize um, and almost befriend the, the kind of inner critic. The inner critic is something that we, we all struggle with with, uh, with OCD. It's really related to uh, wanting everything to be just right before we're able to move on, not accepting uncertainty. And it's this that really kind of drives OCD. So it's so important that we're able to recognize when we're in role as the inner critic and then what we can do to kind of let go of that and actually to to kind of uh, to accept things in a, a much more helpful and realistic way rather than demanding perfection from ourselves, um, which tends to keep us stuck. Now, if you find a podcast helpful, it would be fantastic if you could head over to Instagram and follow in like there. My Instagram handle is at robertjamescoachinguk and if you could also subscribe on your podcast app of choice, That would be amazing. So, many thanks, guys, and I hope you enjoy. What is wrong with you? You're such a loser. You're always going to be struggling with these obsessions, and it's all your fault. These are the kinds of, uh, you know, very unhelpful and nasty and mean thoughts that, unfortunately, uh, tend to go through the mind of somebody who's really struggling with OCD and therefore the, the inner critic um, you know, and it's the kind of thing that we, we really get stuck on um, and it's something that I spent many years unfortunately uh, struggling with myself um, so often I would spend most of my days locked in a perpetual battle with this kind of part of me that seemed determined to make life a miserable struggle. Any obsession that I might have uh, been struggling with could quickly you know, be taken out of all proportion by the dominating and overbearing voice of the inner critic, ever ready to put me down and not allow even a glimmer of hope to get through. It seems obvious then that I would be aware of the power of this inner critic, that I would have been able to do something with it, but this simply wasn't the case. Although I was aware of the rumination and the power that it had over me, um, I didn't single out the majority of it as coming from this very specific part of me, and herein lies the problem. So many of us get through our days believing that the that this inner voice of the of the inner critic is actually us that it that it is actually the complete part of our personality, the whole person that is speaking to us and pointing out things that could or might have gone wrong, and therefore, you know, that we really should listen to it intently. Um, basically, what we're doing when this happens is simply identifying with the voice. We believe it is us, and unfortunately, by doing this, we give it way too much power more and more we start to believe the lies that it spins and before we know it we can find ourselves getting completely lost in our thoughts. This infuriating cycle is propped up by OCD's insatiable appetite for certainty. As the inner critic spins another yarn we find ourselves on the wrong end of a playground bully's tactics. Only this bully has some very special moves. They know your ultimate weakness is uncertainty and will use it against you time and time again. You can think of the inner critic and uncertainty as a little gang of two. In isolation they are weak and you probably wouldn't pay too much attention to them but together they can cause all sorts of problems. The first step really in dealing with them is shining a light on what they do and how they do it to become kind of curious about them at first this might seem uh, rather difficult you may have been paying attention to that inner critic for a long time but with practice as with most things you can hone this skill it starts with realizing that you know you don't actually have to be a victim of the inner critic moving forward Uh, and I don't say this lightly as you know this is how I felt myself for many years the default position um that that I was really struggling with was was one of believing that that the situation was uh, overwhelming and that there was nothing that I could do about it. The story was very predictable the more I believed the inner critic the worse things would get and the more I would actually want to prove it wrong. Of course, as you are probably only too uh, only too familiar with, all that this actually leads to is the never-ending battle of trying to achieve certainty. It feels like a noble battle as we are actually tricked into thinking that we're standing up for ourselves or standing up for what's right when in reality all we're actually doing is falling into this troublesome Geo's game of cat and mouse. On the other hand becoming curious about the inner critic helps us to start recognizing the game and to stop playing it so much. So, how can you recognize when you're actually in the role as the inner critic? Well, first off it's important to realize that we actually all play different roles at different times in our lives. Uh, We may play roles as sons or daughters, as partners, colleagues, teammates, uh, parents, friends, lovers and the the list goes on. Each of these roles requires different things from us and has a different set of rules uh, that that we will actually normally follow. Um, likewise, the inner critic tends to follow suit. However, its rules are often a bit more rigid, um, being linked to our society's hyper focus on self-esteem. The inner critic demands perfection. It does not want us to make mistakes, as it sees them as a potential risk to our self-esteem. Um, risk avoidance, though, is obviously not a healthy way to go to go live um, to go about living your life. Um, you know, being too obsessed on that. Um, is not healthy we have to acknowledge that risk is actually a normal part of our life and and whilst it is sensible uh, to, to to kind of be on the lookout for uh, potential dangerous risks if we are um, overly um, focused on risk all the time it means uh, life becomes uh very uh, very difficult for us to navigate you know it's there's always going to be some risk whether we are crossing the road whether we're washing our hands whether we're thinking about something um you know that that we really think is important and we want to be certain about there's always going to be some some hazard there some risk um and we can't eliminate it altogether but of course the OCD part of us really doesn't like that um so where the inner critic is is concerned you know it's Really, its only objective is to ensure that we protect our self-esteem, um, that we aren't viewed in a negative light, and it seems to be tied up this uh, this kind of uh, inner critic's role. It's tied up with some kind of uh, some of our deepest fears surrounding abandonment and rejection. These are really some of the things that people struggle with the most. Um, at the heart of, uh, of OCD, it wouldn't surprise me, not always, of course, there can be complications and there can be different things, but how often is it the case if we were to, to keep going back about, you know, what is the worst case scenario and keep, you know, trying to peel back the, the layers of the onion, you know, how often does it end up with, well, people wouldn't like me, people would reject me or I, w- I would be abandoned quite often it does and you know this is very much related to, to self-esteem um, and so trying to understand you know the role of the inner critic in relation to self-esteem uh, can really help you to, to to better understand your situation with this and perhaps to, to start letting go of it a bit more um, so as I was just kind of talking about that the result of all of this is that, it, as, is that the inner critic is actually uh, quite one-dimensional and this makes it easier to spot than you may think. If you hear yourself repeatedly using imperatives like must, should, have to, then it's quite possible that you've actually slipped into inner critic mode. If you find yourself arguing with yourself or looking for the perfect answer to an obsession, then this is also a classic sign. Um, if you are admonishing your, yourself or just generally giving yourself a hard time then this too is an obvious sign of being caught up in that inner critical story. Making a note somewhere of the stories that you're telling yourself um, you know, that are clearly inner critical in some way can be a very helpful way of bringing more consciousness to it. I also encourage people to start using simple techniques such as labeling their thoughts what you are aiming to do is to actually bring more light to the confusing thought process that so often characterizes OCD. Watch out for the trap of aiming for perfection with this though which is just another way for the inner critic to try to snare us in its trap. You are most certainly not aiming for perfection, of this we can be certain All, we, all we're actually doing um, if we're doing this correctly is gently but firmly trying to see the inner critic for what it is and to try to bring patience and understanding to that part of us try not to, to get angry or upset with the inner critic despite what it seems I really don't think that it's actually against us it's just trying to protect us albeit in a very unhelpful and uh, often misguided way you know, much like uh, a friend who keeps trying to give you lots of advice and help when it's not really wanted this is a a very kind of similar situation Uh, so with that in mind, something I like to do is to actually thank the, the inner critic but kindly inform it that its services are actually not needed right now um, and in this way, you know, what you're actually doing is trying to bring a little bit of humor to this process. Um, generally speaking, what I find with OCD is the more that we're able to, to bring a bit of humor into, into dealing with it, the more that that helps us. And so, you know, here we're not telling the inner critic to, to get lost. We're not getting angry um, with it. Remember that it's just a part of you. Um, and to be self-compassionate we don't want to be getting angry with different parts of us this part isn't against you it's just trying to alert you to something that it thinks is important and if you're able to just thank it but just tell it firmly you know that's enough thank you I'm gonna refocus my attention onto something else um, you may be surprised uh, at how quickly you're able to let go of some of this in a critical as stuff that's maybe been bubbling there under the surface for a long time and to start focusing your attention onto more helpful things that, you know, that, that actually serve you and, and give you energy. Um, you know, for me, getting to know the inner critic is a surprisingly important part of the puzzle, Once we start noticing the unhelpful self-talk and take action to change it, OCD starts to take on a new and less powerful shape in our minds. Whilst before it may have seemed like a daunting and impassable obstacle, we start to see that in reality it's something that we have much more control over than we may have previously thought. So there we go, guys. That is it for today. I really hope that you you found that helpful. I think this is a particularly important area. Um, and I hope that you uh, enjoy this uh, strange little period now between uh, Christmas and New Year. If you uh, do want to get in touch with me at all, if you have any questions about anything that I've said today, then please don't hesitate to, to get in touch. And many thanks.